you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful, but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Do you wish growing a business was easier? Are you feeling frustrated that it's taking so long to make your first 100K? I used to feel the same way until I discovered the one thing that was missing. It wasn't more marketing tips or strategies. It wasn't reading more business books and it wasn't learning more stuff. I could show you what's holding you back and blocking your success if you like. Typical side effects include higher income, peace of mind, loving relationships, real connection with God, freedom from addictions, purpose, fulfillment, and a brand new lifestyle. It all starts by scheduling a spiritual clarity call with me to get clarity on what you want right now in your life and to see if we wanna to work together. Visit josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities to learn more. That's josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. Today, my featured guest is Steven Summers. He's the co-founder of Marketplace Superheroes. What a great name for a company. Don't you want to be the superhero in your business, Startup Nation? So it's an online education and services company that helps people across the world learn how to sell their own products globally on Amazon from complete scratch. Now, we all know Amazon is the Goliath out there, right? Uh, I think $100 billion, Jeff Bezos is is doing right like he's just breaking records left and right so this is where the marketplace is headed amazon is taking over do you want to be part of that do you want to get in that is there a way you could tie your business into that we're going to find out today uh with steven so together with his business partner robert ricky uh steven uh has sold over 12 million dollars of products on amazon and has helped over 4,500 people entrepreneurs just like you startup nation learn how to do the same in their business. You can find them at MarketplaceSuperheroes.com, MarketplaceSuperheroes.com. Steven Summers, welcome to your first 100K. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Yes, thank you very much for having me. First of all, I always appreciate the opportunity to speak to your audience. So I look forward to chatting today, giving as much value as I possibly can. So yes, as you mentioned, you know, uh, my first business, uh, still obviously very involved, uh, was starting an Amazon-based business. Obviously, now it's a number of years later, and we're in the place now where we have Marketplace Superheroes, where we teach people all over the world how to sell their own products on Amazon. 
the big thing, the big difference between ourselves, maybe and other people is that, you know, we saw quite some time ago that, you know, selling on Amazon, selling anything where you're importing products globally, it's a difficult thing to do. So we actually started a company last year uh, called Superhero Freight, which is a company whereby we make importing things very easy for our members. So we're constantly looking for ways to make it easier, make it more profitable for all of our clients and marketplace superheroes to get their Amazon business up and running uh, a lot more profitably, a lot more quickly as well. So uh, I can I can start with the how I got into this, if you like. I can start wherever you want, Joseph. Well, let's start with uh, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Yeah, uh, sure. Well, uh, this year, um, so uh, last year, actually now, uh, I had a pretty tough time uh, on the home front because uh, somebody at home uh, was ver- very unwell, was diagnosed with something not life-threatening or anything like that, mm. but, but a serious health condition. And it was interesting, an interesting year because you know we had a, very, a lot of success in our businesses. Mm. But what was interesting about that was, you know, it's all well and good having a successful business, but if you don't have a business that enables you to take some time off work to be able to help that person, to be able to fund, uh, you know, some of the health uh, issues related to that that person, you know, you don't have a business. You have something that's a job that you can't get out of. So for me, I was very fortunate uh, to be able to take a little bit of time off, to be able to afford to give good private health care, et cetera, to a person in my family who was very unwell. And it really brought a lot of things back into perspective for me in terms of like what's important. You know, we all see all the time on social media, right? The, the people who have Lamborghinis, right? Private jets, all of that. And it's kind of put out as like, well, that's the goal in entrepreneurship. And I, and I, don't, I don't think that's true. For me personally, the goal is that you don't have to worry about money. You can afford to take care of those around you who are important to you. And you know, the reality I think of our, of our whole uh, morality or mortality rather is that we're all humans. You know, things are going to happen. And it really just brought a lot of things back for me. And obviously also at the same time, uh, myself and my wife, we had our first child uh, last year. So, so, so that's been interesting uh, for anybody listening. I'm sure a lot of you are, are parents. You know, I, I, was, I wasn't a parent before. It's my first child. So it was interesting there too, because a lot of the message that I would have put out in the past would have been around, you know, get up earlier, uh, get stuff done before you go to work, you know, all of that. And I really learned from having a child, you know, you, it's easy to use a child as an excuse or children as an excuse, right? But at the same time, like it's just at a very real level, children are demanding, right? And they're great, but they're also very demanding. So I learned a lot about that and it really has enabled me to, you know, shift some of what I would say, maybe have more understanding as well for people listening who have families and are trying to get a business up and running. It really helped me really appreciate that, whole dynamic that I honestly, I didn't appreciate fully before, you know, I, I really get that. And I'm so glad you spoke to that for startup nation. Listen, there's strategies that work when you're single in yeah. business, right? When you're a bachelor or bachelorette and, and the bachelor strategies, right? It's like work hardcore work 110 hours a week. It's what I did when I was 19, 20, 21. That's yeah. how I did a couple million dollars in revenue. But That's a completely different strategy and it's an ineffective strategy if you have a family because now you are stealing time from those who matter most to you in order to go out and make more money so that you can eventually have more time (laughs) with those who matter most to you. Yeah, yeah. 
it's a catch 22 and it's illogical yet we're all out doing it. So I really uh, love that you, you had this opportunity to obviously sickness in the family is, is not a pleasant situation, but sometimes I think startup nation, your struggle can really uh, Mm -hmm. help you to gain perspective about what really matters and to realign, refocus uh, your, your goals. Um, yeah. And point towards that thing. It's like, hey, at the end of the day, money is important, but I'm really only doing this because I love these people. So yeah, I, I well, agree with that, actually. And it's funny just on that point, actually, it's kind of like the, the catch 22 is an interesting uh, thing for sure. Uh, but I think at the same time, like, you know, when something bad does happen, definitely reminds you what's important. But at the same time, you know, we actually had the best year in business we've ever had last year. Uh, which was which was fine, but really and truly, like as uh, and I know people. I used to hear people say this, and I think they're full of you know what. But for me, like I really am at that point now where you know if we do more revenue profit this year, like that's great. But at the end of the day, it's probably not going to matter to me personally that much. Uh, so I suppose what I've been learning is like at the end of, as you rise up in business. Uh, and and as you go through all the different stages, your priorities change, right? Your your whole belief about life kind of changes too. Because when I started, just like yourself, Joseph, you know, I I just wanted to make money. Because when you're don't have money, I think the one thing you want is more money. But as you start to make more money, you start to realize, like, kind of like what you were saying, it's a bit of it's like a game, right? Uh, in some ways, but really, like, what's important to me now going forward is, well, can I impact somebody else? Can I help that other person get to that first 100K in their business and beyond? Because at the end of the day, like that, if I help enough people do that, then all of the things I want to do are going to happen as well. So it's not that I'm being selfish. It's more that like seeing people succeed now is a lot more valuable from a fulfillment aspect than just money. And I think if my goal used to be just money, I wanted to make a hundred grand a year. I remember setting that goal for myself. When I do that, right, I'm going to be so happy. But of course, when you, when you make a hundred grand, it took me a few years to get there. Um, really, you realize that, like, I think the science says at 75,000 or 80,000 or something like that yearly, you pretty much are at your happiest. And so if you make 300 grand a year, half a million a year or whatever, you know, unless you're pretty smart, set up structurally from a tax point of view, you're basically going to give half of it away anyway. So what's the point in that? Like, why would you, why would you like, why would your goal be? to make so much money that you make tax man or woman more wealthy. Your goal really should be to utilize your business as a potential vehicle initially for you. Yes. To get whatever you want in your life, but then for other people to get what they want in their life. And so I'm hoping over the next couple of years, you know, as marketplace superheroes expands and we, we don't just talk about Amazon as we go forward, that we can actually help people do that kind of thing. You know, that's my goal anyway. Steven, let me say this publicly. I like you. <laughs> there you go. I like you. So we're, Thanks, we're friends now. Yes. And, and I really like what you stand for and startup nation. What Steven is, you know, just taking control of this conversation and running with is, Hey, listen, money used to motivate me, but now it's not so much about the money. It's what I can do with the money. How can I help other people in their lives to further their lives, further their goals? And, and Stephen, I want to kind of uh, go here for a second because this is a fascinating subject to me. Uh, and that is uh, sometimes we, we have great success financially in doing our own product or service. Mm-hmm. And here's my question to you. 
did you end up making more money when you started teaching others how to do what you did than when you were just doing yes. what you did? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yes is the answer. And the, the, the reason behind that, right, is from two things. You've obviously got scale and you've got magnitude in a the business. There are two kind of things we're con continually juggling. So like, yeah, I could have just stayed consistently selling my own products on places like Amazon, do nothing else with Robert. And that's all we ever did, right? Uh, but again, in truth, like, you know, that's what some people want to do. That's great. For me, like I think back to when I started in entrepreneurship, you know, when I was in my early 20s, I'm 32 now. So, you know, pretty much 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago, trying to figure out stuff, trying to figure out what to do, what not to do. And I really just said, like, you know, I, I'm not motivated by just selling products on Amazon. I want to do more. And so that was the initial spark for me to say, well, we can teach this to other people because number one, there's other people teaching it. And we didn't really agree with a lot of their methodologies. We thought they were sort of, you know, ineffective in some ways. As some people would say the same about us, I'm sure, but no, that's, everyone has a different strategy. Um, also on from that, you know, we literally could not sell every possible product that can be sold on Amazon because there are millions. So that's another, another side of it. And yeah, the third piece is definitely uh, we get paid well for what we teach. However, what our goal has been is like, we don't want to just make money teaching something and then like sit in a hammock somewhere, you know, drinking a, 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 a I don't know, some kind of a cocktail, right? That's not what we're into. Because if I did that anyway, my kid will be crying and wants me to do stuff with him. But anyway, the point is like, you know, what I would prefer to do is we want to take that money that we have made from teaching others and put it into services that those people need so that we kind of partner in, in some way with our clients long-term. So we're not just teaching you something and that's it, like a lot of people do, which is fine. We, again, wanted to get back into the trenches with our clients. So, so that's why we built a freight company. We built a whole software suite for Amazon, our Amazon sellers. And I think that in itself is important because not enough people kind of like get behind their, their, their teaching business. They kind of like just teach something and that's it. Whereas I think that's kind of a little bit selfish. I think what's a little bit even better is, well, how do I use the resources I made here to then further help my clients down the line? Because at the end of the day, to be successful, like there's a lot of different things you need in any business. Like if you were just teaching online courses, maybe a business you could build is, hey, we'll, we'll build like a, you know, a place where you can host your online course and do your email marketing from like a Kajabi, et cetera. So that's kind of always my goal now. It's like, can I solve the client's next problem and next problem and kind of, remain partnered with them in some way, you know? So Startup Nation, what I'm hearing Steven say is that he's not just doing a one-time transaction with his clients, but he's creating yeah. lifelong relationships with his clients by anticipating their future needs. And they're right. going and solving those future problems before they even know they have the problem or get to the problem. And I think yes. that's really a smart way to do it. So Stephen, uh, how concerned are you that you're putting all your eggs in one basket, meaning Amazon? And what well, if Amazon goes down or, or sure. something happens, right? And, sure. and you got everything in that basket. What's your concerns there? Well, I mean, you have to look at things logically as well. You know, they're a humongous company. The chances of them going down are probably as likely as the chances of Google going down, which is very unlikely. Uh, Apple going down no longer can we get podcast to people right uh, so I think you kind of have to, no matter what you do in business you're always relying on another entity of some kind if you're sending out emails you know what if Aweber goes down MailChimp goes down it, it, there's, there's that right so that's that's number one I suppose number two 
a lot of the services that we're developing now can be applied to any e-commerce business. So let's say you're selling your products on Shopify. You still need to import the product if you're mm -hmm. private labeling it yourself. So our freight services, uh, like while Amazon's the niche that we kind of fulfill now, that will be able to fulfill lots more niches down the line. There's actually a lot of other services we could even bolt on there down the line, uh, such as direct to customer fulfillment. So shipping out from the warehouse to, to people, et cetera. So there's that. Um, also Marketplace Superheroes as a company, you know, right now we're known uh, for people who teach Amazon uh, as a topic, but obviously like in building a company that's been able to, to help over 5,000 people learn how to do this, we've had to become really good at a lot of different things. So to, you know, building online sales. Funds, so let me, let me jump in there because I think this is very important misnomer and, and startup nation. This comes up often on the show and I like to call it out every time so that yeah. you're not distracted by the lie. And the lie is that you can do really well in business by doing everything right? Mm -hmm. And providing everything for clients. And I really want to pull back the curtain here uh, with Steven. And please understand that Steven stuck to one specific thing in the beginning that got him to this level of success, right? Yes. So he went one niche vertical, which was Amazon selling. He did it himself. He mastered it. Then he went into the next niche, which was teaching how to sell on Amazon, Right. And now he's owning that verticals. And now he's going into another niche, which is more product fulfillment, et cetera. Right. And he's going to own that niche. So before you get into multiple niches, you must start with and master one niche. What shows up for you in that, Stephen? Anything you want to add to that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I could talk about that for days. You know, I'm a huge Jay Abraham fan, which some of you may or may not uh, listen to. Uh, I, I think he's one of the smartest people when it comes to, to business theory. And yeah, like I totally agree. Like any company we started selling on Amazon, yes, like we, I did not do any other. The only thing I did other than selling on Amazon when I was starting uh, was simply do things like copywriting for clients, et cetera, to raise money to grow my Amazon business. So any services I offered were not for me to become like the world's best copywriter, et cetera. It was to, to raise money. So that's very true. Even with marketplace superheroes, like literally like when we started this, it was like 2015, pretty much late 2014 uh, that we really started kicking on. And my, our first clients, like nobody knew who we were. Um, you know, I was this weird Irish guy, same as Robert, still are weird, but you know, weird Irish guys, teaching me stuff about selling on Amazon. Who are these people? Never met them before. So we had no email list. We had no connections. We had nothing. So I remember even on our first sales, like, you know, of the program, which was not even fully built yet, I would, I would literally get on calls with people one-to-one -one from different groups that I met on Facebook, et cetera. And I would talk to them about the program uh, and sell the program on a call, you know? So when we started, like, we started very, very scrappy, and where we, we and what our big thing for anybody listening for your first 100K, if you're in like a coaching style business or any business, to be honest, the best thing you can do is go and find like, number one, where is your target customer hanging out? It's very marketing 101. Most people don't do this. And then go and reach out to all the people that service that information and get on there and talk about your topic, share value. And what we, when we did that, we got onto a lot of podcasts, just like they are now. It was amazing. So many people came back to us. I've heard you on such such a podcast, you know, Mixer G, uh, your first under K, etc. Love what you're talking about. I'd love to become a client, and and that really was what helped us get to that first under K relatively quickly. And then from there, with with our teaching business, 
we then started adding in things like Facebook advertising, affiliates, all of that stuff, right? You can't really go there until you've got something up and running. And the best way, and it will remain the best way for, from now to the end of time, is go and find like those, those people servicing those clients. But also here's the thing, like any business you go to, they're probably underutilizing their assets. So their client base, their different communication platforms, et cetera, you'll always find it. They just don't continually offer more things. That's something we've become really good at is, as you say, keep on servicing the, the next problem. Most people don't do that. So you can come in with your offer that's, that's, that's in some way related. You can even co-brand it with somebody else and you could do it with them. And in that way, you don't need to worry about advertising, et cetera. You just need to make a great offer, find the right people to partner with. And that's a really good way to get started. And I think people, not enough people do that. People are obsessed about Facebook ads and all YouTube ads, which are great. But at the end of the day, like if you don't have like a proof of concept, you don't really know why something sells, you're going to waste a lot of money doing that, you know? That's very, very important. All right, Startup Nation. We're speaking with Steven Summers. You can find him at marketplacesuperheroes.com, marketplacesuperheroes.com. Now, Steven, you did uh, roughly $4.5 million in your business in the last 12 months, gross. Um, really well done. Congratulations on that. So Startup Nation is so curious. They want to know right now, how do I do it? What are your top yeah. three tips and strategies that they can use right now? They're doing 10K in their business. Yeah. They're doing 20K. They're up to 70K. They're at 85K. They just can't get past the 100. How yeah. do they get past the 100? What are your top three tips or strategies? Make it tactical and practical. No problem. Well, it's very simple. And this is not my three tips, but it's, it's Jay Abraham, right? There's only three ways to grow any business. We all, we may, may or may not have heard this before. It doesn't matter if you have heard it, you need to hear it again. The first way is you, you need to look at generating obviously more leads, more or, or more sales. Very simple. And I'll come back to these. Second way is increase the average price of something that you're selling, your average transaction value. Third way is sell to your existing customers more often. Right now with Amazon, third one's kind of tricky because they're not technically your customers, but if you've got a business where you have your own email list, you get your own platform that you can do this. So, so let's say you're in a business. I'm just going to take it in and do you want to give me an example, Joseph, and I can apply it or do you want me just to explain these in more granular detail? What would you like? You know what? I'm going to be selfish. I have a spiritual coaching business. I started last year. I'm yep. growing that bad boy right now. So let's sure. use that, right? So specifically what I do is I do one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions via Zoom, just like this, one hour a week uh, yep. with Christian business owners. Yep. And I help them grow their business without stealing time from God, their spouse, sure. or their children. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, then the, fir the first way then, as we just talked about, is in increasing the amount of prospects in that business, increasing the amount of sales, right? Very obvious. How do we do that? Well, there's lots of different ways to lead generate. I would say for you, you know, there's lots of different Christian publications. There's lots of different places like that out there. I would go and I would get to know all of those publications. I would get onto their platforms and I would talk about the relationship and the importance of, say, Christianity, uh, being a good Christian, uh, you know, your topic with business, right? How can you keep those two things together? I think that's a good way to begin to generate more prospects. Really, really good. Obviously then go to different platforms that you're strong in. So you've got podcasting, you've got YouTube, lots of different places like that. That's going to help increase the number of prospects coming into that business. Obviously then you're going to have to have a strong uh, place where those people can go and pick up some kind of what? 
ebook, some kind of guide, something they can download for free. Maybe it's even an example, a coaching session you did with a client that they're happy for you to share so they can go and see what's talked about, the lessons that were learned, etc. So they go back, they grab that free gift, that free interview, and then what do we do from there? We create an application process, which I'm sure you probably have in place to, to apply, get on a call, and then you know, bring them, enroll them into that, that business. The second way then, let's just kind of jump to a quick, let's say we have more leads and prospects coming in. Well, what will increase the average transaction value? So simple way, increase the price of the coaching. That's number one. Another way, look at what other problems does that, that client have right now that maybe are in addition to the coaching that you provide. So let's just say, for example, you're speaking to them, you, you are helping them with the, uh, what, you, what you're an expert in. What if you looked at their business and they're missing something? They're not doing something well. Well, you could say, well, look, while we're talking about this, I actually see an opportunity in your business to you know, increase your, uh, to improve your conversions on your homepage. I've got somebody over here who can do that. I can get that done for you. As an example, another way just would be to simply increase the price. Another way would be to add in a home study uh, element. So that it reduces your time uh, with clients. And at the same time, uh, people can go through the home study with some one-to-ones, which would technically increase the average transaction value because you wouldn't have to work one-to-one quite as much. That's another way. And the third thing is sell to people more often. All your past coaching clients, they're all your best prospects that you're ever going to have because they've already given you money. People that already give you money are more than happy to give you more money. Uh, Something I've seen time and time again. And how do we do that? Well, we continually identify what are the problems that are servicing in those clients' lives that they're not solving. How can we help them? I'll give you an example in our business, right? We, we teach like product research. We teach everything in Marketplace Superheroes in our core program. But then we do things like a boot camp or even come to Ireland for a week and you can work with us and our team or help get your business up and running from scratch, right? That's an offer. It's, it's product research, but it's an offer that is related. What else do we do? Well, we do a thing called pipeline where we'll, we'll work with you online for a number of weeks and we'll help you get a product pipeline in place so that you never have to worry about more products. What's the point I'm making? It's essentially a similar topic. It's just you're delivering the outcome that they're looking for in a slightly different way. So what if uh, there was a mastermind, which you may have in that business already. What if there were live trips that you can do? So many different options there in that business. Uh, that, that, you, that you can go for. But again, I don't know where the business is, but obviously, depending on the stage of the business, uh, that will tell you what you really need to focus on the most, I would say. Wow, that? that was a lot, dude. Yeah, right. yeah. So yeah, that was good. And Startup Nation, though, uh, you know, Stephen asked me for a personal example. Um, I really want you to apply those lessons for your business. How can you take those same tips, strategies, and execute that in your business this year. We're in 2020. You're January 7th. We're recording this right now. It's going to go live in a few days. How do you implement this into your business? So three um, top tips and strategies by Stephen Summers. Uh, also, you know, he's given it to you from Jay Abraham, right? So uh, he's yeah. not the source of it, but he's saying this is what we all need to know. And I agree. Number one, generate more leads and sales in your business. He shared some strategies on how to go and do that for your business. Number two, increase the average transaction amount 
go and do that. And, and just to speak to this, Stephen, I did this in my business. I yep. started out for my uh, boot camp. started out with uh, $100. And within yep. four months, I increased my price to several thousand dollars. But yep. I needed to go and kind of get the bugs out in my own coaching, see what works, Absolutely. see what didn't work. And, I, and as my value increased, so did my pricing. So starvation, you can do the exact same thing. Uh, number three, he says, upsell your existing clients more often. They are your best, your existing clients are your best future clients because they've already said yes to you. So it's so much easier yeah. for them to say yes again. Again, anticipate their future problems yeah. or come up with additional things that they desire, they want, like a, a boot camp and access to you live, face to face in your yeah. home city. That's always a huge, huge one. So, Stephen, great job on that. I really thank you for that. Sure. And let's get into uh, my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. This is okay. where I'm going to ask you uh, 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? Okay, let's go. All right. Uh, what is your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Uh, having time to do what I want to do. And what's your least favorite thing? Uh, stressful clients. Stressful <laughs> clients. Got it. What are you most afraid of? Uh, losing everything and having to go back to a job. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> I get that one. What did you yep. spend way too much time doing your first year in business? Uh, worrying if I was in the right business rather than going out and generating sales. Mm. Yeah, that would occupy a lot of distraction, wouldn't it? Yes. What secret fear do you have about people? Um, sometimes it's easy to think that people are out to kind of get you, uh, which is not always true, but you can get, you can get paranoid if you're not careful. <laughs> I get that one. And if you could get real and transparent with Startup Nation, we all struggle with something. What are you yeah. currently struggling with personally outside of your business? Yeah, I mean, I e easily can tell you, I, I'll, I still struggle with imposter syndrome to this day, mm. right? You know, even though I've got all these businesses built up, I know what I'm talking about. I can talk about it for days. Still sometimes, sometimes wonder, you know, why do people listen to me? <laughs> this is the truth. I really get that one. That's the number one struggle that comes up on the show. And it doesn't yeah. matter if uh, my guest did uh, 100,000 last year or they did over 200 million yeah. last year. Imposter syndrome, number one thing. It's fascinating. What yeah, do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? Um, I wish I had learned the, the value of a client, the actual value of the client. Definitely. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. really stretching that into a lifelong relationship. I really get exactly. that. What's I'm a new habit you want to form? Uh, reducing eating kind of sugary foods, things like that. Uh, I've just that eat too much of that stuff and uh, I've been doing a good job of it, but that's definitely something I'm very focused on now. Cool. And what's a bad habit you want to break? Um, well, it would be, well, it, it would be what I just said, actually, it'd be more just, you know, eating, uh, grabbing quick food whenever I could I cook my own meals, I think is probably the best example, uh, you know, pre, pre-made food, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Uh, driven, uh, enthusiastic, and I would hope empathetic, but maybe not everyone agrees with me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So that's an area of improvement there. Got sure. it. And pick three words to describe who you are your first uh, year in business. Oh, yeah. Scared, uh, broken, and mm. limited, I'd say, are good words to describe. Mm. Scared, broken, and limited. And last question, 
if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends, your spouse, your kid in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about life, what would you say to them? Wow, that's a really tough question. Um, I would say the best advice is to find, uh, again, it's, it's cliched, but true. Find mentors and work with mentors who, are, who have done what you want to do, I think is the best piece of advice. You know, as one, if I can only say one thing, it's probably that. You can find any. Got it. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K in the next 12 months? Number one, that it's 100% possible uh, to do. I think that's a, something that if you don't believe it's possible, you're not going to do it. Number two, though, it's probably not possible if you don't have some kind of help and support network of some kind. And I'm not here to pitch my thing at all. I'm just mean it. I had Robert when I started. He was my initial mentor. I still have mentors to this day. Why? Because why would I go and try and learn stuff through trial and error? It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to you. Go and find someone, anyone who you believe in, who's done what you want to do, and just do whatever it takes to work with them. Pay them, pay them well, listen to them, and do what they tell you. It's the best thing I can tell you to do. It's great advice. So Startup Nation, you have a coach for your business, some of you. Some of you have coaches for your physical fitness, right? You got personal trainers. Um, many of you, though, here's my question. Do you have a coach for your spiritual side? We all know we're body, mind, and spirit, right? So why wouldn't you have a coach on that area that matters most? Because as you said, uh, Stephen, and other guests that come on, it's like, hey, listen, it doesn't matter if you're killing it in business if when you get home, you're miserable. Like, so how do you really go in and address, you know, from the inside out and create the life that you want? Because as Steven said in the beginning, the money's not going to do it for you. You only can get so much money before happiness starts to decline startup nation. So yes, we speak about money and strategy here, and I'm just here to help you. And our guests are here to help you get to that first 100K or to that amount that's going to pay for your lifestyle. But after there, we really want to inspire you and motivate you. What do you really want in your life? What are those things that matter? What's next for you? What's actually going to be your legacy or, or impact your life and others around you? So really sit with that question. And uh, Stephen, what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you or a program that you have or a gift or anything like that? Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, the best thing to do is just go over to marketplacesuperheroes.com, O-E-S at the end. Some people go OS.com at heroes, OES.com. Uh, the other thing you can do is you can jump over to Instagram, Stephen J. Summers, P-H-J-S-O-M-E-R-S. I don't have a huge Instagram following. It's not something that I'm super focused on, but I will build it. But, but the point is you can send me a message on there, DM, and I will get back to you. Whereas on some other platforms, I've got a lot of people there constantly hit me up or is on Instagram, not so much. So Stephen J. Summers, follow me over there, send me a message and I'll get back with an audio message to you. All right, Stephen, thanks for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace and joy in your life, my friend. Cheers. Thank you, sir. Thanks very much. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. 
I'm Joseph Warren and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.